Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm your host, Ray Harkins. We are at episode number 63. I'm recording this on a rainy morning here in Southern California. The June gloom has descended, even though now it's July, but, you know, you get the point. Sometimes I record these a few days before I release them, you know? So I'm going to break the illusion of me recording these like the day before I release it because, you know, that's just not what I do. Anyways, the guest this week is CEO slash owner slash big dip pimp daddy. Not like he's ever called himself that. Vince Apostle from Glad Rags Inc. and Loud and Obnoxious Clothing. And Glad Rags, that's hard to say. Glad Rags Inc is uh, one of the largest continually growing uh, screen printing businesses out here in California. And uh, a little side note is I had a full conversation recorded with Vince months and months, maybe even over a year ago. Yeah, that was the first recording I did with my digital recorder that I take to my in-person interviews. And uh, yeah, it fucking failed (laughs) in the sense of uh, I failed. I recorded it so terribly and, uh, you know, it was a learning process. So anyways... Thank you, Vince, for doing this. More on him in a minute. Let's talk business. Let's talk propertyofzack.com. Our great partners, you will continue to hear about them until you visited there. And if you visited there, let me know. Let me know what you think of that site. Because, you know, if you think it sucks and everybody thinks it sucks, obviously I'm wrong. But they're a great site. I love what they do. Great content about independent music. They're doing a lot of Warp Tour coverage right now. Just really fun, yet also in-depth coverage of what we care about, which is music. So check them out. You will find great stuff there. If you would be so kind, you, I'm talking to you specifically, the person who has not gone to the iTunes store and given some stars to the show or reviewed the show, please do that. I would really appreciate that. We are over 100 reviews in the US store. And I don't know why I put these mythical markers in my head. You know, now I'm looking at like, oh man, that'd be great if we get like 150. That's human nature, I guess. But I really appreciate people writing sentences on the show just because uh, it really, to me, it solidifies what people are getting out of the show. Because sometimes I don't speak to obviously every single one of you that downloads this show directly. So when I see that on the show, I'm like, yes, thank you. I am very vigilant about checking that. I really pay attention to that. And uh, recently, a the username Joe the Pimp Cart Pusher, shout out to him, uh, he did something cool where he highlighted a few episodes for people to check out. Because sometimes, uh, you know, and I'll be the first person to admit this, whenever I get into a show, and when I say a show, a podcast, I look back, I see what guests are like I'm interested in. I kind of, you know, download sporadically. Uh, but sometimes if I do see some sort of guide as to where I should dive into this, that is extremely helpful. So he highlighted a few shows and I will highlight them here because I think they are good shows as well. Tommy Rogers from Between the Buried and Me, which to date, that is the most popular podcast I have ever done. So people seem to really, really enjoy that one and still download the shit out of it. Uh, Andrew Glover from Winds of Plague. Uh, Jonah Ray, the stand-up comedian. We had an awesome chat. Kyle Kinane, another stand-up comedian and a on-the-rise dude. He's definitely making some moves. And, you know, so is Jonah Ray as well. So those two interviews can kind of play off one another. And then uh, Ben Weinman from the Dillinger Escape Plan. So if you just recently got into this show, 
Go check out those episodes. Someone else highlighted them and said they were awesome. So there you go. Tom Richfield is our editor. Normally I mention him at the end, but I said, fuck that. I'm mentioning him first. He's a great dude and helps out this show tremendously. And if you want to correspond with the show, email us, 100wordspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I've been getting a few mailbag requests that I'm stashing for a later show. So if you have a question or some topic you want to discuss, because usually people send like, Ray, that'd be great if you talked about this. Here are my thoughts. And then I kind of summarize that and I kind of spit it out. It's a fun thing for me to do and obviously directly communicate with you, the quote unquote listener. I was going to call people a fan, but that's such horseshit. We're just bros. I just don't know you yet. So email the show. Before we dive into the interview with Vince, I wanted to talk about a, a very interesting thing that I honestly wasn't expecting to encounter in my, in my personal life. So I have a stepsister. Uh, she is from my father's third marriage. And, um, you know, she's a cool girl. I've hung out with her before, but I've never had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with her or hung out with her on a one-on-one -on -one basis. She's 25 years old, so she's like seven years younger than me. And it was so strange because my father passed away uh, about four years ago. I would love to hear if anybody else had a similar experience in regards to this sort of scenario. Her most formative years were spent with my father being raised by him because her father was living elsewhere, et cetera, et cetera. So I had one singular experience to my father, which during those years, uh, he was just shitty. Just I didn't enjoy him, didn't feel loved. I didn't feel, I just felt like he was a human that was existing in my life that I shared names with because I'm the third and my father is the second. As I grew up, obviously, that relationship was refined and what have you. And then towards the end of his life, we were fucking solid, which I'm so thankful that that was the case. But her experience was so strange because... Basically, it was the polar opposite of what I had experienced. He was like, you know, warm, caring. You know, he still had elements of what I uh, defined as my father. But it was just so strange. We talked, you know, went to a bar. I drank ginger ale. So those of you that know that I'm straight edge, so fucking back off. We sat in a bar for like two hours and just kind of talked. And it was one of those things like it's what makes this show to me so meaningful is that just that connection, just that sort of you know, human-based level of understanding, and especially when you have something like that where it's like a shared experience, i.e. what we share with sort of music and art and creation and all that type of stuff. So I don't know. There's just all those parallels that were kind of lining up for me. And it was so strange to hear a person that I know so well be described as something that was foreign to me during those those same exact years that she was experiencing. So yeah, like I said, if you've ever had an experience like that where you're able to kind of trace things back through another person's point of view, I mean, honestly, I highly recommend it. It was such a cool conversation and one that it was very, uh, it was very meaningful to me. I left that evening being like, I was present. I felt so aware of everything that was happening and all of the words that we were using in our discussion and i you know i don't want to belabor the point because obviously this is something that's very personal to me but uh, i do feel that there is a commonality in my experience with others as well so if you have an experience like that share it with me because uh i love to hear people's perspectives enough of me talking i apologize this has taken too long vince is a great dude he owns that company glad rags inc 
and loud and obnoxious clothing. Loud and obnoxious is a, and I, I hate to use the word, you know, lifestyle streetwear clothing brand because everyone has a clothing company. That's a reality. We've had previous guests on this show that do clothing companies. Vince comes at it from like, he waves the flag of the DIY mentality in ways that, you know, many other companies eventually grow out of. They're like, okay, yeah, we don't need to wave that flag anymore. Vince and both of his companies still do that. And it's just really exciting because he's been able to make a career out of him for himself out of nothing. And uh, yeah, it's awesome to watch him grow. So if you like hockey, you'll fucking love our conversation too because Vince is a big hockey dude. So check out my interview with him and I'll talk to you in a minute. The idea of, I mean, obviously where I first met you was through, you know, Century Media and Do Your Life. And yeah. the thing that always impressed me about what you were trying to accomplish with that, you, you tend to gravitate towards people where it's just like, they seem like workers. They seem yeah. like a hard worker. And yeah, I just remember sure. meeting you guys and then just seeing how you operated Dear Life as like a business and just really trying to make it. It was just like, okay, like this is, this is a good dude. Like this is a person yeah. who's going to be, you know, sort of nose to the grindstone. Like I will try to make yeah. this work as much as possible yeah, and, and what's funny is that really I can almost attribute everything that we've done now yeah. it somehow leads back to being in a band and you know doing the DIY thing and yeah I mean literally we wouldn't have started screen printing t-shirts if it weren't for being in a band right because it was it was a necessity like we needed merch and we just got tired of going to different places locally like right either the minimums are too high prices are bad and and we were young at the time like we didn't have a ton of money to work with, you know, yeah, just yeah. like whatever we could collect between ourselves. And so that's why we actually started that. We were just, we would probably print this, we figured, we right. figured out. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out how to know, do this. We could make flyers and what we could probably make shirts. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's how that started. That's just, the inception of it. Yeah, we just started doing that, uh, you know, learning on like YouTube and like tutorials online. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you, I mean, I, it makes sense, obviously. I just, I never think of it from the perspective of like, oh, yeah, like you could probably find a tutorial on YouTube on it. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah. That, no, I absolutely. Think... That, uh, we definitely just, that's how it started, looking at tutorials, going to like the local screen printing uh, supply stores and just asking questions, you know? Yeah. And people were just, definitely there's, there's some people who are willing to just help you and give you advice and stuff, so right. that, was, that was awesome. But yeah, I was really just my brother and I looking on YouTube, like, okay, this is well, that's how you make a screen, and okay. this and that, and that's how. Because you, you, you had no working knowledge, like no, just no, nothing. not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. Our, even like, uh, even like our dad at the he, at the time, he thought it was really fun. Like he just he wanted to get involved, uh-huh. and so he uh, <laughs> like it was like a fun project for him too to like kind of learn again. I think he screen printed. He said when he was in high school or something like that. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, it is it is one of those things like screen printing and like you know working with your hands and like that sort of. You know, like it's an older school mentality of like, okay, like here's a here's a product that I'm going to manufacture with my hands. Yeah. Even though, I mean, obviously, like you know, the shirt is at the core of it. Absolutely. And you're not manufacturing that, but the idea of like this need this image needs to get on the shirt and it needs to look good and appropriate and there's there's a craftsmanship about it. Yeah. But and it ha- I, I I never think about it from that perspective of like you know like people 
prior to our generation have also probably screen printed on yeah. some different capacity. <laughs> For sure. And I always remember too, like the uh, this is more so like mid to late nineties, but it's like bands that were in the, like the total just like sort of you know crust punky type of they would buy T shirts at a thrift shop. Yeah. And like literally screen them like either at the show, which is I mean a total shitty. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it a screen. <laughs> like it's probably a stencil. Right, right. Yeah. And, so, and some of them were definitely stencils, but it's like that they would just do that. So it's yeah. like you'd buy the shirt and have like some random Italian restaurant on the front and like the band logo on the back. <laughs> and I was like, that's brilliant! Like they're buying those shirts for like two dollars a piece. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. But yeah, it speaks to the whole just like. Oh yeah, like uh, we don't know how to do this. I guess we'll figure this out. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I think it just comes with the spirit of being in a band and yeah. playing that style of music. I mean, you, you promote your own shows, you do everything yourself. Right. So we just figure, hey, we'll, <laughs> I, li- I like that. Well print shirts. Like you hit on earlier, where it's like everything you've done has been a byproduct of that. Yeah, I can pretty much trace it all back. I mean, like you being here too, you know, yeah. just and us having the shop, it, it all traces back. Like. Right, I've I've done it numerous like numerous times where I'm just sitting there with my friends where we're just kind of <laughs> tracing things back and it all leads back to just being in that band. So right, right, it's 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 awesome. Like I, I have no one really to thank except like ourselves. But. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like we thank I'd each like other. Think- we thank each other. <laughs> That we decided to get in right. to do the band, you know, like, and it's funny too because you can look at it from that perspective too of like the idea that you know, for all intent and purposes, like the band was a quote unquote failure. Like yeah. it didn't, like yeah, it mean, didn't, it didn't make it, you know. Uh, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> but everything that derived from that has led you to actually making a living for yourself, and like that's a, you know, and in that way, it's not so much of a failure. Yeah, not yeah. at all. It's a byproduct <laughs> of being like, yeah, the, the term failure is so harsh, it's, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Rough. That's like zero. <laughs> I didn't get anything out of this. Um, and so you were born and raised here in Southern California. Yeah. Uh, my brother, uh, my brother and I were born in Hollywood. Okay. So that's. And then. And then you inst- and then you instantly, instantly became movie stars. Instantly. Right. <laughs> Child actors immediately. And we lived most of our lives in uh, Hacienda Heights, which uh-huh. is about. Like thirty miles, 20, 20 to thirty miles outside of LA. Okay. Um, so you know we we were always kind of like a stone's throw from LA and also Orange County, like yeah, playing at Chain Reaction and stuff. So right. Um, yeah, we were definitely Southern California kids. Sure, sure. And the uh, what did your parents do? Like as you were being raised? Uh, my mother is a biochemist, and my dad has worked mostly at American Airlines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, like do and American Airlines like doing like logistics and stuff. Uh, no, like, he's uh, he was mainly in like the baggage area. He oh, just okay. Kind of work his way up through there. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, biochemist. Yeah. <laughs> that must be intimidating in some it was, fashion. It was a little intense. I mean, it was kind of cool sometimes because she would have stories of where like, I think in her earlier days, like when we were still really young, she uh-huh. was like working on like the effects and testing really really pure and intense like illegal drugs like L- sure. like LSD and uh-huh. all that stuff and she had this story where uh, one of the guys in the lab with her accidentally uh-huh. like somehow he got some like it's it's supposed to be like a clean room and I don't know how he did this right, right. but he had like a rip in his coat and he got some on his arm uh-huh. and he was tripping out like yeah like you would see in the movies like right, he right. was telling her that he saw like flowers on the ceiling and he, she, he like he had to lay down because he felt like the ceiling was like 
coming down, coming down and oh moving God. up. And, yeah, yeah. And there were flowers on it, and he was just really Trip, tripping in, hard, yeah, not yeah. in the right place. Wow. But yeah, that was always like funny that she had stories like that. And sure. But yeah, I mean, intimidating in the way that like you know, I have no idea what she's talking about most of the time. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, it, and I guess it could be intimidating from the fact that like, because obviously, anytime a parent is of a certain profession how it's like you know oh, I would like my kids to do that yeah I mean they they never really pushed anything on us mm-hmm. I they really not not necessarily like freedom but they really wanted us to do whatever it is that we found that we enjoyed sure and so I don't they never really pushed us into like oh I want you to be an engineer I want you to do that right. I mean of course like they pushed that they they definitely wanted us they to introduced it, it to you introduced right introduced us to things and wanted us to see if like it would stick I yeah, guess yeah. you know and uh for sure they they pushed you know obviously they wanted us to get a good education and sure. they don't want us to just be some weirdos but um yeah they uh I But think, you but you never felt like looking back at your childhood or your teenage years you never felt that external pressure no from your parents, which no, is good. Definitely not. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, looking back now, I think that's that's a great way for kids to grow up. You know, just kind of you know really figuring it out, but with some some guidance as well. Mm-hmm. Not like just do this, do that. Right, right. Kind of thing. You know, or, or throw you out to the wilderness. Right. It's yeah. Like, you don't oh, feel right. like you. Well, you're 18 now, so peace out. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. You're on your own. Enjoy life. Um, and so the uh, as you. Obviously, you and your brother have yeah. always been extremely tight. Yes. Um, and so, like, ha- has that always been the case? Or was that something that, like, as you grew up, you started to become closer? Or did you guys, you know, do the typical brother stuff where you fought all the time? Um, definitely in our younger years, you know, there was some fighting or whatever. Sure. Just That's the usual, I think. Like, right. Rough I housing. Think, I think there's, like, a... Oh. A home video of me playing with like my micro machines. Okay. And he took a bucket, filled it with my micro machines, and just poured it on me while I was there. <laughs> and I got so mad that I just like we just started like kind of like a fist fight kind of thing, and it's all in video. It's great. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I love that your parents are just like we're gonna let this unfold yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're just kind of standing there like, oh, this is yeah, that's, oh. that escalated. They're, right, right. <laughs> they're, they're gonna laugh about this in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. But uh, no, I, we've always been pretty close. You know. Um, I think my brother has always just kind of been a little bit more mature mm-hmm. for his age, kind of like an old soul. So he just kind of always hung out with me and my friends. How many years younger is he? He's two and a half years oh, okay. younger. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely that gap for sure, like where he easily could have had his own friends and stuff. Um, but I don't know, we just kind of, he's he always just kind of gravitated towards the, the older kids and would just hang out with me. and. And it wouldn't feel like the it wasn't little. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was never like a weird thing that he was tagging along. Like they always, all of my friends, fortunately that I've always like been friends with. It, mm-hmm. I've always been very inviting. You know, it's not the kind of people that are like, oh, like why is he here? Yeah. Kind of thing. Can and, you ditch your little brother? Yeah. He's gonna rat on yeah, us or for whatever. Sure. <laughs> and I mean, you know, going to shows was never uh, an issue with age really either. I mean, you know, they're all a lot of like basement, backyard, right. rec center, church hall shows. Sure. So you're just kind of like, you just show up. Um, if, if, if a friend can drive you, you know, that's best. Yeah. You kind of don't, you don't want to get dropped off by her. Right, right. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 no. We'll walk there. Drop me a block away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mom did not take me yeah. here. <laughs> As you were going into, you know, high school and that whole process, did you find yourself 
well, for, for one, did you find yourself caring about high school in the sense of, like, you know, quote-unquote applying yourself? Or did you find yourself just kind of trying to get through it? <laughs> I know. Uh, no, I, I would say I, I was into high school for sure, like, yeah. and definitely trying to apply myself. Um, I was actually in an engineering program, which is okay. where I met my partner, mm-hmm. uh, Robert. Um, I was definitely very into school. And yeah. I... I guess somehow my maybe my parents were pretty stoked like there because yeah. he's like oh man he's he's really getting engineering that's sweet right right nice, <laughs> our nice. plan worked see <laughs> you know it yeah. worked out yeah but at the same time I also while in high school at the same time as doing that I got really into the music scene uh-huh. and that's when the band started sure in high school and uh, was that like towards the end like junior senior year yes yeah, yeah. I would say for sure towards like the later half of junior year is when uh, I think Dear Life actually started like when we started like jamming like hey like let's stop covering songs and we can, I think we can actually write something right, and, right. and putting stuff together so that started in the, in my junior year and but it, it, it didn't like affect my studies or anything I was still like going pretty strong with the whole engineering thing right and then even as I uh, when I graduated high school and went into college um, the the schooling didn't necessarily take a back seat, but I think I was more interested in a different kind of schooling at right. that point. Right. And like engineering just kind of tapered off for me and I was like, eh, I don't I don't know if this is for me anymore, you know, it just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually interested in their they had a new major at Cal Poly at okay. the time and it was a music industry studies business. Oh, okay. Which totally fits everything I was doing for the band, you know what I mean? Right. Because I was so into the whole behind the scenes of everything that works behind the band. Sure. And like I was kind of like at the time the band's manager and like you said earlier, like running it like a business, you know. Yeah, of course. So I got into I I transferred to that major and I was studying that for a while and then eventually things picked up with our band. Right. So we started touring full time, and I took time off from sure time <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> Use that in air quotes, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So time off from school, and I love it. I like that. Yeah. Parent. I mean, I'm, those. Well, two words strike fear in any parent's heart, where it's like either drop out or like, yeah, I'm gonna take like some time off. They're just like they're like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're just not gonna you're, go back. You're dropping well, out. That's what you're doing. <laughs> it, totally, That's totally. Not, yeah. Yeah, but us in your, you know, your as of right now, right? I dropped out, right? Because <laughs> I have. Yeah, you back. can say that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, when you you may have the best of intentions when you're that age, you're just like, no, but I, I will be, I will be back, but I gotta do this, yeah. and then yeah, you just don't. No, but see, but after that, that's actually when the band, I mean the the company, started because started to escalate, yeah. the band, uh, we were doing a lot of printing at the time in our house at, you know, at the same time as having our band uh-huh. and me being in college and then at some point when the band touring stopped happening then we had to make a decision like should we try this business out right. or should we go back to school Right. and you know for us and I think for anyone considering a, a decision like this you know you can go back to school at any time really Yeah. and even at when we were considering at that time how many years ago it was kind of actually a bad time to be in school because mm-hmm. it's it was still now i think it's still really hard for college students to get classes and yeah just it's not get, easy yeah, yeah and it's not enroll. cheap either and it's yeah. not cheap yeah so i think it was a pretty beneficial decision for us to start yeah. a business and you know of course at the time we were like we're young let's we can make some we can afford to make some mistakes none of, of us are married none of us have like you can take a large risk or, yeah, yeah. yeah so we sure. can take a a, a bit of a calculated risk to see if something would happen mm. and you know fortunately we 
something did happen with enough hard work and just time and determination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? two, two things on that. One, so, Dear Life is your actual like. Was that your legitimate first band that you'd ever played in? Yeah, first, pretty much first in 